Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Greetings in the matchless name of Jesus. Thank you so much. My name is Pastor Dwayne Wright. I'm the lead pastor here at Kingdom Living Ministries. We are located in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. If you're ever in the area, please come and join us as we celebrate the living Christ. We're here talking about the five priorities for life. And we believe that these five priorities are not exclusive, exhaustive list. They are the beginning. The first one was to make in the word of God first place. The second is to, to give yourself to prayer. The third one is actually to live the word. The fourth one is to value relationships and maintain healthy ones. And the last is to maximize your time, redeeming your time. These five priorities for life will help you, encourage you, and get you pointing in the right direction. And so we're going to talk about priority number two. The last two weeks, we've been talking about the first priority, which is making the Word of God first place. And it's so important for those of you who have been actually practicing what I've been preaching the last two weeks, please share in the comment section. Also, don't forget to subscribe as well as to share and like the video so that we can get notification or notice by YouTube and we can continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So today we're going to talk about giving yourself to prayer. Priority number two is giving yourself to prayer. So let's pray. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I pray that you'll think through my mind, speak through my lips. I pray, Father, that you grant unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. Father, I want to thank you for that anointing, that anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy. I thank you that the anointing is upon me to teach and to pastor your people. Father, I thank you that this message will go around the world several times, ministering to people in places that will never meet on the side. And thank you for salvations, that people will be born again at the conclusion of this broadcast. And Father, grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? Thank you, Father, for utterance. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you, Father, for the ability to minister and give me the tongue of the learned that I may speak a word to them that are weary. Father, make my tongue of a pen of a ready writer. And I thank you for wisdom as I share your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Give, your, give yourself to prayer. Prayer should be second, the second highest priority. It is the second highest priority. The highest priority is making the Word of God first place because we learn how to pray when we make the Word of God first place in our lives. God uses His Word to teach us. So God teaches, has a lot to say about prayer from Genesis to Revelation. Prayer is essential to the believer. Prayer is communication with the triune God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we pray, <coughs> we're actually Communi communion, having communion with Father God. There's nothing like sweet communion with Father God, with His Son Jesus, and His Holy Spirit. So prayer is the grace that God has given us to commune with Him. Now His Word 
is God speaking to us. But prayer is not just us speaking to God, but it is a dialogue. It should be more than just a one-way communication. You should be praying to God and God should be speaking to you by his spirit. He will lead you and guide you throughout the scriptures and he will speak a rhema word into your spirit. So prayer is a powerful grace. If you ever can master, if there's a such thing, of the art of prayer, you'll find out that your whole life will change. I've been interested in this subject for many, many years. Ever since I was a little boy, I was, I was drawn to men and women who prayed for long hours and long seasons of their lives. There's something about prayer that stirs my heart up. I believe that I have, I have a whole bookshelf full of prayer books because I want to learn how to pray. And one of the best ways to learn how to pray is to see what the Bible actually has to say about prayer. And number two, to actually pray. Some things you, you got to learn on the job. And if you'll just begin to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, who is a teacher, who is the teacher, he will teach you how to pray. Prayer again is a dialogue. The word teaches us how to pray. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. 14 and 15, it says this. And this is the confidence that we have towards him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, and whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Let me read this again. This is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, and whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. So the goal of prayer is to get the ear of God. The Bible says that God delights in the prayers of his saints. His prayers, our prayers are in a, a vase, if I can, in some kind of vase in heaven, that God delights in the prayers of his people. He says in Peter, and as well as in Psalms, that his ears are open to the prayers of the righteous. The Bible actually says in Chronicles, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, well, he'll hear from heaven and he'll heal the land. There's something about prayer that will change your life, that will change your circumstances, that will change the world. Prayer is a powerful grace and it's a powerful spiritual discipline that will eradicate or eradicate sin in your life, eradicate things that shouldn't be there. Prayer invites God into our lives. This right here says, if we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us. And we, we said it last two weeks, his word is his will. So if we pray according to the word, we got God's ear. And once we got his ears, we got the prayers that we're asking for the petition, the requests. As we make his word priority in our lives, we learn how to pray. I don't know about you, but I don't want any unanswered prayers. I know growing up, they used to teach that prayers, God sometimes says yes, sometimes he says no, sometimes he says maybe. 
Well, I know my Bible tells me that all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. And so I believe that you can come to a place that your prayers are answered every single time. I believe that with all my heart that you can develop a prayer life where you are effective. It's one thing to learn how to pray or to have the mechanics of prayer, but it's another thing to make a difference when you pray. There's something about it when you pray the word, you pray from the heart, you pray in the spirit, that, that God is released into our lives. There's something about it. And I want to have fruit from our prayer life. Prayer changes our lives. It changes our circumstances. It, prayer moves mountains, even if we're the part, if we're the mountain. Prayer moves us. Prayer moves us into a place to hear from God, to receive from God. So learning how to pray should be an aim for every Christian. Jesus taught his disciples to pray in Luke chapter 11. Let's go over there. Luke chapter 11. There are many types of prayers according to Ephesians chapter 6. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Ephesians, excuse me, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say. It's amazing that sometimes people want to pray silently, which is, I mean, there's a place to pray silently. But here Jesus says, when you pray, say. You have to use your words if you're going to pray. It doesn't mean that you have to pray loud. It doesn't mean that you have to pray soft. I believe that God hears loud prayers as well as silent prayers, a quiet prayer, or inward prayers. I believe that with all my heart. And so here, Jesus, when you pray, say, Father, I like KJV says Heavenly Father or Our Father. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. So we see here, Matthew 6 goes into more details when it comes to the Lord's Prayer, what some consider the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, hallowed be your name. So Jesus is telling us to direct our prayers to Father God. You know, he says, when you pray, on John chapter 16, verse 23, and, when you, and then that day you'll ask me nothing. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. And so we should address our prayers to Father God. Father, God, I come before you. Father, I thank you. Father, hallowed be your name. <clears throat> this is a prayer that every Christian should memorize. Every Christian should. This prayer is rich with revelation. It's a prayer that we should practice. It shouldn't be the only prayer that, prayer that we pray but it should be part of our prayer life. Praying this. Go with me to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. We're talking about give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to prayer. I believe that every Christian is called to have a prayer life. You really have to come to a place where you develop a prayer life. You have a fervent prayer life. That your prayer life, is, it shouldn't be cold. Now, there are times that you don't sense the presence of God when you pray, but you pray by faith. You pray based on the word. Father, I thank you that you said in your word, you'll never leave me nor forsake me. 
You come boldly before the throne of grace. The Bible says in Hebrews, um, let us come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. That's an invitation to prayer, an invitation to prayer. Jesus is knocking at the door of every believer's heart. and He says, let me in so that we could come and have fellowship. First, First Corinthians chapter one, verse eight, I believe it says that God is faithful, who's called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. So we're called to have a vibrant fellowship with Father God through his son, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So prayer is communion with Father, communion with the Son, and communion with the Holy Spirit. I, I double dog dare you to, to spend some time after this broadcast in prayer. You can pray on the go. You can pray in the car. You can pray on the bus. You can pray riding your bike. You can pray walking. You can pray on your bed, laying back at nighttime. You can pray sitting. You can pray at your cubicle. You can pray whatever in school. I, I believe that the Christian life should be full of prayer. Pray in the morning. Pray in between um, pray noon and morning. Pray at noon. Pray between noon and, and afternoon. Pray, pray at evening. Pray before breakfast, lunch, dinner, lunch, snacks, whatever the case is. Pray before you go to bed. Pray in the middle of the night. I'm telling you, you your life should be prayer. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. Don't let it be known that you are a prayerless Christian. You should always be in communication with your Father or with your Savior, Jesus with the Holy Spirit, your comforter and your teacher and your advocate <laughs> and your standby. You should always be talking to Father God. Father, I love you. Sometimes you may need some strength. Jesus, give me some strength. Lord, I need help. I don't understand this. Lord, I'm upset. I want to cut somebody out. Whatever the case may be, I, I want to challenge you to begin to develop a habit of prayer. There's something about prayer. The word, to give, your, give the word first place is one thing, but it's another thing to do it with prayer. As you read the scriptures, spend time in prayer. Pray before the scriptures. Pray while you're reading and meditating the scriptures. Pray after you finish reading the scriptures. Pray without ceasing. Prayer is a grace in which God uses to change us. There's an exchange that takes place when you and I pray. Something happens when you pray that God takes away your sorrow and gives you joy in prayer. He takes your humility and gives you his exaltation. He takes away pride in our hearts when we pray. There's, there's change. Why should this be part of the priority? Because you're in communication and in living contact with God. This should be a habit of every believer. Give yourself to prayer as we have experienced two or three Sundays in 2023. Make prayer a priority. Pray with your spouse. Pray with your children. Pray with yourself. Pray with your friends. Pray with your coworkers. One time I was um, getting some work done. They needed to extract a tooth. And so what I did is I pray, asked the dentist if I can pray for him in his aid. And I did. I prayed that God would guide their hand because I need my teeth. 
for the gospel. <laughs> and so I asked God to lead them and guide them and give them wisdom. And something happened in the middle of them extracting a tooth. The electricity went out. And then he said, oh, we got to go old school. I said, what does that mean? <laughs> and so he got old, all these old tools that he had prior to today's technology. And he began to go. And as he went to go grab the tooth to pull it out, it popped right out. He says, out of 20-something years of, in this field, that's never happened to me. And the moment he did that, the electricity turned back on. And he said to me at the conclusion of that pr procedure that this was a result of prayer. I prayed for him and I prayed for his aid. Listen, you're paying for it. Your insurance paying for it. You may as well take advantage of it and ask if you can pray for them. I'm telling you, pray, have your life full of prayer. It doesn't make you more spiritual because you pray. We're not trying to impress people because we pray. It's just a, a way of life. As a married man, I should be constantly talking to my wife, texting her, communicating with her. I, went, I ran out to the post office today. And so what I did is I told my wife, I texted her, hey, honey, I'm going to the post office. I'm in constant communication with her. Not that I'm asking for her permission to go to the post office, but in case she was looking for me. I wanted to make sure that she knew where I was. So we should always have this communication with Father God. We should always locate him in whatever we're doing through prayer. Glory to God. There is an, an exaltation that happens in, in the place of prayer. Before you can experience to be exalted by God, you got to humble yourself in prayer. Prayer is a, hum a humbling grace. You, you have to humble yourself because you're saying, God, I need you. When we pray, it reminds us of the, the fact that we're not independent individuals, that we need him. I don't know about you, but I need him. I need him every moment of the moment, every moment of the day. I need him. I need him. And, and, and when I go to sleep, I need him. When I wake up, I need him. Throughout the day, I need him. And dealing with my kids, I need him. And dealing with my spouse, I need him. And dealing with the members of KLM, I need him. And dealing with the city of Perth Amble, I need him. And dealing with this weather, I need him. Listen, you, prayer will remind you of your need for God. Say, God, I need you. God, I want you. God, I can't live without you. I can't even brush my teeth without you. Prayer is a reminder of our dependence upon him. The Lord takes our anxieties and gives us his peace in prayer. Let's look at some scriptures dealing with anxiety. Some of you all may be dealing with anxiety. You may be having an anxiety attack from time to time, but I'm telling you prayer can make the difference. First, that's, uh, first Peter chapter five, look at verse six and seven. It says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith. Let's stop there. We see here that Peter is saying, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Prayer is a sure way to humble yourself. Casting all your anxieties on him. 
So you take the burdens, whether you got the burdens from the world or you borrowed somebody else's burden, taking all the anxieties and all the stress and cast it upon the Lord. Take it and cast it upon the Lord. How do you do that? In prayer. Father God, uh, you may be stressing over money and you got rent or mortgage due at the end of the week. Lord, I, I cast this burden upon you. I cast this anxiety, this worry. I give this over to you. God, I, you, you, your word says that you never sleep, no slumber. But Father, as a man or as a woman, as a child, I need sleep. So I'm not going to worry about this, about this bill that needs to be paid. I cast this upon you and I leave it at your feet. That's how you do it. You cast your cares upon him. You cast your anxiety. There, in prayer, there is an exchange that takes place. God will take your sorrow and give you his peace and joy. God will take your worries and give you that shalom, that nothing missing, nothing broken. He will sustain your soul in the midst of a trial, taking that Anxiety. See, the devil uses anxieties to devour individuals. So God tells us to humble ourselves and to cast it up on him, for he cares for us, because the devil is seeking someone to devour. He'll use the cares of this world to devour you. He'll use depression to stop you from reaching your potential. You are pregnant with potential. You're, you are pregnant with impossibilities. Learn how to release your potential. Release the seed of greatness that God has placed inside of you through prayer. There's something that happens. Go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Give yourself to prayer. This is a priority. Make this year, 2023, a year of prayer. Learn how to pray like you never prayed before. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God wants to take your worries away and give you his peace. He wants to give you the kind of peace that surpasses your understanding. The kind of peace that you should be upset right now, but you you just had peace. You might have found out about some bad news. Maybe the doctor told you you had diabetes. Or maybe the doctor told you you have cancer. Or maybe the landlord told you you had to be out in 30 days. Or perhaps you're in school and, and they come, the registrar comes to and sends you a note or email, say, hey, we have to, you're gonna have, we're gonna drop this class because you don't have the tuition. Or perhaps your spouse, you just found out your spouse is cheating on you. Perhaps you got served with divorce papers. You can still have peace in the midst of going through hell. And this scripture tells us that be anxious about nothing. Don't worry about anything. But instead of worry, in place of anxiety, learn how to pray. And mix it with some thanksgiving. And the Bible tells us that the God of peace will fill our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. This peace will keep you. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. 
I, I encourage you, don't go to bed worrying about things. Maybe it's that lost loved one or that child who, who's out in the streets. Learn how to give your worries to him and allow his peace to set you apart. Let, let his peace sustain you in the midst of your hell. You, peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the presence of the presence of the presence of God. That's the kind of peace we're talking about. God will give you peace, and that peace will sustain you until you see the manifestation of what you've been praying about. The Lord takes away our desires in the midst of prayer and places his desires in our prayer, in our life, in our hearts. Um, Psalm 37, let's go over there. Psalm 37. Psalm 37, and let's look at verse four. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. The word delight does not mean just to be joyful. <laughs> it actually means to be like putty in the hands of the master, to be teachable, to be moldable, if that's such a word. That God is able to mold you and to, like the potter in the clay, he's able to spin you around and place a desire in your heart. He'll remove ungodly desires. Back in the summer of 2022, I found myself at the altar. I was coming to the church like four o'clock in the morning. A couple of the brothers were coming with me or meeting me here. And we began to pray, pray mainly in the spirit. But I found myself one time, I was by myself. I was praying, Lord, sanctify my desires. Sanctify my heart. Sanctify my motives. Purge me with hyssop. And those words just kept repeating over and over in my spirit. I believe that that was part of this verse, Psalm 37 verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. I was becoming like putty or like clay in the hands of the potter. And God was removing desires that should not be there. Sometimes we have, even as Christians, we have desires that are ungodly. Or we get distracted. Or maybe it's the deceitfulness of riches. Or maybe it's the cares of this world or the love of other things. Those things can choke the word of God out of our hearts, according to Mark, out of our lives, according to Mark chapter 4. Prayer positions us for us to receive the desires of God. And it's in prayer that God places a desire in your heart, whether to go back to school, whether to start that business, or whether to pursue that relationship. Whatever it is, God will birth those things in you in prayer. The problem is not too many people that I know spend much time in prayer. They pray over their meals. They pray, God bless me and my family and no more. <laughs> They, they pray general prayers, but they don't spend any extensive time in prayer. It's not the quantity of prayer, but it's the quality of prayer. That when you're praying, you're, you're, you're penetrating the heavens. You're not just knocking on heaven's gate, but you're going to the very throne of God and you're reaching God with your prayer and you're inviting God into your life in a way that nothing else will. So I want to encourage you to develop a prayer life. Give yourself to prayer. 
Become men and women of prayer and children of prayer. Learn how to pray through a bully situation. Don't let the devil bully you. Be so full of prayer that you can call angels down because you've learned how to pray. To pray. The Bible says in James, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There's much power available to righteous people. And we're made righteous by the blood of Jesus. So the Lord will take away desires out of our hearts through prayer. Delighting ourselves in the Lord. Prayer is a place of change. We want to be in this place of change. I don't know about you, but I need change. I've been saved since I was four years old, but I need change. I need change in my mind. I need change in my heart. I need change in my words. I need change in my body. I need change in my my finances. I need change in my marriage. I need change in my parenting skills. I need change as a pastor. I need change as a man of God. I need change, 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 change. But that can only come by the word of God and prayer. Make it a habit of praying. Pray every day. Pray every night. Pray all the time, throughout the, your, your days, throughout the month, throughout the years. Pray, 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 pray. Through prayer, God is able to take the word of God and, and, and make it come alive to us. Prior to, to preaching this message, the Lord began to minister to me about sin. And this is what dropped in my heart. Sin messes up the plan of God. So does, or so do distractions. Sin messes up the plan of God. I heard MC Hammer say, you have to pray just to make it today. Part of the Lord's prayer, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We need to not yield to sin. And if you'll stay in a place of prayer, you can overcome the sin that so easily beset you. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance with the race that is set before us. Let me say that again. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You see, the sin that so easily beset us, the Bible says, let us lay aside every weight or distraction and the sin which clings so closely to us. There are certain sins that we are all inclined to do. Some people may have a temptation to steal. Some people may have the temptation to lie. Some people may have a temptation to gossip. Whatever it is, let us lay aside that sin. Let us crucify the, the, the deeds of the body. And that can only happen through prayer. Prayer changes us. Prayer puts us in a position to receive from God. It is through prayer we're able to hear from God. God wants to speak to us. He wants to lead us. And he'll lead us through his word and through prayer. 
spending time in prayer every single day. Make a decision right now that you're going to pray every day. There, there, won't be, there won't be one day that goes by that you not spend any time in prayer. Again, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. 15 minutes of prayer is better than no prayer at all. Make it your business to pray, to pray. As Christians, we should be about the business of prayer. Maybe I should have called this message the business of prayer. Make it your business to pray scripture, to pray in other tongues, to pray prayers from the heart. And don't just pray about yourself, pray for, pray for others. The Lord, perhaps you need to go to therapy. Pray that God will lead you to the right therapist. Perhaps you need to go to see a physician or doctor. Pray for the, about the guidance to the right one. It's not enough just to go as, as we please, but we should inquire of the Lord. We should seek him. And it's in that place of prayer that we're able to do it. Prayer is a powerful force. Prayer is a reminder of the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. Prayer is about the Lord and his global plan for the world. The Lord Jesus' primary ministry now is the ministry of intercession. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 through 28 says, Jesus is our high priest. He makes intercession for us. What do priests do? They pray for their people. Jesus is making intercession for us. He isn't offering up sacrifice, but he is praying for us. Prayer, if Jesus is still praying, what about you and I? If Jesus had to pray while he was on the earth, why do you think it? that we must pray. Don't allow your sinful nature to tell you that you don't need to pray. Don't be deceived. If you say that you don't have time to pray, then you're mismanaging your time. You can't afford not to pray. A prayerless Christian is a lifeless Christian. Let me say that again. A prayerless Christian is a lifeless Christian. The Holy Spirit has a ministry of prayer. Romans 8, 26 through 28 says, the Spirit of God helps us to pray. This is why praying in other tongues is so important. Don't ever despise or forbid praying in other tongues. If you haven't received this precious gift, we'll pray for you and you can receive it today. The Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us according to the will of God. If two members of the Godhead prays even now, why do you think that we don't need to pray? You have God, the Son, who's in heaven making intercession for the saints. And we have God, the Holy Spirit on the earth, making intercession for us. So together, we're in between two, two, two persons of the Godhead, praying to the Father. So we do have to pray. Prayer is necessary. It's not optional. As a Christian, you and I need to pray. I'm going to stop there. I can go on and on and on and on. But we, we're going to finish the conclusion of give yourself to prayer next week. But I want to encourage you to take some time today and spend in prayer. If you're driving, pray. If you're at home sitting, don't waste any moment of your life by not praying. Asking the Lord for his will, praying for wisdom. If you heard this message and you don't know Jesus, I want to give you this wonderful opportunity 
There's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. And Jesus wants you to receive what he's provided for you. He's provided forgiveness of your sin and a place in God's eternity with him. So if you want to be born again, I want to lead you into this prayer. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I recognize my need for Jesus. I throw myself on Jesus. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I confess you as Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you said that prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you into the family of God. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So welcome into the family of God. There's, there's a place for you in heaven now. The Bible says that God has written your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. There's a heaven again and a hell to shun. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, contact the, the, the ministry by texting 732-324-2200 and say that I am saved. Text something simple like that. We'll get back to you or go to our website, kingdomlivingnj.org or email us at info at kingdomlivingnj.org. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to view this broadcast. And if you would like to be a part of this ministry, there are several ways you can give. The Bible says if, if I minister to you spiritual things, you should minister back with your physical things. And God uses money to get his will done. Now, people say, well, is, if, is, churches shouldn't even talk about money. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about money. The Bible actually talks more about money than heaven. <laughs> and so I want to give you this opportunity to sow into this ministry. We are an imperfect church that serve a perfect God. And if you want to partner with us, we do missions. We, we believe in God for another building and we need equipment and, and renovations and so forth. So we will give you this, uh, extend this opportunity for you to sow into this ministry. You can um, text KLM to 833-245-7413, 833-245-7413, or you can even send money through Cash App. Um, the Cash App sign, KLMNJ, or you can mail it to our P.O. Box, 519 Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And, and these are ways in which you can become a partner. You can give on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, a quarterly basis, or once a year, or once every once every here now and then. Whatever God leads you to give, we, we appreciate any gift. Don't give us too small. No gift is too big. Know that your money is going towards the kingdom of God, advancing the kingdom of God right here at Kingdom Living Ministries. Thank you for your time. May the Lord bless you. May he empowers you as you put this into practice. The Bible tells us that, that it's the doer that's blessed. So God is exalted. Satan is defeated. And Jesus is Lord. Have a wonderful day. God bless. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life 
by your obedience to his word. God bless you.